0: Bye.
1: podcast no When are you gonna enter the podcast say something again hi everybody and welcome to export audio episode 110 i am as always your host autumn and i'm joined by my wife nora yeah that's me that's you uh i was just saying that i find it really hard to connect in my head um that like Alec Guinness and uh, Ewan McGregor are playing the same character. It's very funny to look at Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness and then look at like the difference between them mm-hmm. over the like 18, 19 years. Yeah. And then you see Baylor Organa, Who looks exactly the <laughs> he same. Exactly because the he same. knows how to moisturize, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> He's in Rogue One. He's yeah. in Rogue One, and he looks exactly the same as he does in Episode Three. Yeah, he does.
0: Um.
1: Well, unlike it's it's either it's even further complicated by like um seeing so much Clone Wars, and so that era of Obi Wan is like uh, a very like. I have a very clear picture, and then there's this huge gap, and he shows back up again, looking like a different guy. Um... God, I love Mewingarger so much, dude. (laughs) He's really good. He's so good. They should get him to replace, uh, that cancelled voice actor. (laughs) But they're not making... They're not making Clone Wars anymore. Yeah, I guess they don't need him. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, podcast. Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. We're gonna talk about our bods. Ha <laughs> ha Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a body part that you would talk about on a podcast. Yeah, everyone who talks about bodies on podcasts is always number one with a bullet. Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the tit cast. <laughs> I'm the left tit, Nora. I'm joined by my right tit. Autumn. I'm a little bit bigger. <laughs> uh, okay. We watched Street Fighter the movie because it's Thanksgiving and we've had a nice little meal. I was just about to host and then you stepped in on my hosting. Okay. No. Fine. You host. You're the host. It's our podcast. I started it. <laughs> no, I started it. I came to you with the idea to start the podcast. No. Bitch. <laughs> Did you? Yes. Because we had a conversation about Legend of Korra, and I was like... We had a conversation where I was like, I like the show, and you don't. That's an interesting... No. We... Well, that was, the, that was the idea, though, was that I liked the show, and you that, didn't. Yeah, you know, but I approached you and was like, hey, do you want to do a Legend of Korra podcast? Okay. Well, fuck me, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Christ, welcome to Export Audio <laughs> episode one hundred and ten. <laughs> what is Pokemon one hundred and ten? Uh, Dicklet. <laughs> it's not Ticklet. It's Do you want to give it a It's Arcanine.
2: Weezing. Damn, it.
1: Damn it! Fuck. It's wheezing. Um. So yeah, we um did Thanksgiving dinner. I may I roasted a chicken because it's just the two of us, no sense in having a turkey, you know. Apparently you can't get a turkey that's less than eighteen pounds. No, it's eighteen pounds frozen. I'm sorry, do you work at a grocery store? <laughs> oh, I just thought I thought turkeys were like twelve pounds, fourteen pounds. They're very heavy. Okay, well. Frozen or not. Okay. <laughs> I stand corrected at least the ones that we had they were very heavy okay yeah I thought they were more like 12 pounds anyway yeah no sense in roasting a turkey if it's just two people so I roasted a chicken you can get just the breast and that's like nine or ten yeah just the turkey breast would be enough for the two of us which I don't know. yeah the just the turkey breast that I was checking out this week would were like. As big, if not bigger, than the chicken that you... The whole chicken that you bought. Yeah. Uh, chicken was fucking excellent. It was very good. Fucking excellent chicken. I fucking crushed it this time. Um, Here's... Okay, here is my number one cooking tip for you out there, listeners. Is to get married to Autumn. And then you don't have to cook anymore. And you just get to eat all the good food. That's my trick. Um, I've never really been a believer in, like thermometers in the kitchen because i do so much by like feel um i don't measure like seasonings i don't measure i don't measure most stuff in the kitchen generally um and so i was never i've never been a big believer in thermometers but i've pretty consistently had i think our i think our oven runs just a little bit cold or maybe i'm like reading recipes that are for smaller chickens than the ones i'm using i don't know anyway um I've never been a big believer in, um, like, thermometers, but I was pulling chickens out, and they would still be, like, pink at the center part of the breast, and so we'd have to put it back in, and it was a whole ordeal, so I, I cracked, and I bought, um, a little, um, meat thermometer that I, like, put it in the chicken, uh, it has a little cord that came out and sat out right next to the oven, and I could just keep an eye on it. Um, pulled the chicken out of the oven once it hit, like, 155 degrees. It sat there on the kitchen counter and rose up to 165. Huge improvement in just, like, my quality of life as a cook. Um, like, I don't know. It's just much easier when I can just... uh, Setting a timer is for chumps. I'm never setting a timer again. Maybe I'm setting a timer so that I remember to check the thermometer, but that's it. Because, you know, meat weighs all sorts of different things. Like, two different chickens weigh di- different things. Hmm. That's my that's my spiel. Uh, besides that, I made cranberry sauce, posted that on Twitter, made some potatoes, made some gravy, good shit. Then we watched Street Fighter the movie! That's what you actually want to hear a podcast about! Yeah, fuck your cooking. Street Fighter time. I mean, listen, if people want to hear about my cooking, I'll tell them about my cooking. Like, if people send in questions to the podcast about cooking, like, I'll answer them, but, yeah. It'll be Export Audio's first solo podcast. No. I have nothing to say about cooking. I feel—I actually feel like the more that I talk to you about cooking, you always have, like, really interesting and good input. Um, oh yeah, I input the food to my mouth. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, ta- I talk to you about food a lot, and you actually listen, and so, like, you kind of have opinions. I don't know. Like, it would be very easy for you to just sit there and not pay attention to what I'm saying because you don't, like, have an interest in cooking, but you actually listen, and I feel like you have valuable input, you know. Um, Sorry, what? I wasn't listening. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you helped decide the Street menu. Street Fighter the movie. <laughs> Street Fighter! This shit rules until the last five minutes. <laughs> the last five minutes were fine. It was last just... Five we don't know how to we don't really know how to write an ending here. We all the characters made it out except bison uh, stand in a, in a line. Yeah it, it's not that the ending is bad. it's that the ending is bewildering because they all stand there and like high five even though like most of them don't know each other <laughs> but they all know guile or they or they know have met. But haven't spoken since, like, act one. <laughs> you know? Shit like that. Um, and then Chun-Li is like, I'm gonna go hit on Guile now. Because we have to have a romance to end the film. And it's like, ooh, ooh la la. And it's bewildering. And Guile and- is like, yeah, I'll, I'll do an interview with you. But only if you wear that dress that Bison gave you when you were a prisoner. And he wanted to fuck you? Yeah. Um... And then Bison's base blows up, and they all jump and do poses, and it's a freeze frame, and then the logo pops on the screen, it's and great. Then it, <laughs> it says, uh, "For Raúl, vaya con Dios," and like, movie over now. <laughs> it's great amazing. Movie. Um, shit's amazing. Bison does just completely dominate every scene he's in. Oh my god. I knew I knew I'd heard everyone says that but it's it's more true than I thought I've seen the Tuesday scene a hundred times and it's the only part of the movie I've ever seen I hadn't seen anything else I'd heard some lines like I'd I'd heard like lightning (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Uh, but I I honestly the Tuesday scene maybe not even the best bison line in the movie the best one is, uh, this is superconductor electromagnetism. <laughs> it levitates the trains from Tokyo to Osaka. <laughs> it levitates whatever is, is like pedestal. It,
2: <laughs>
1: it levitates my desk as I ride the saddle of the world. <laughs> and it levitates me. me. And then he does a psycho crusher. <laughs> he does a psycho crusher. Kind of. I think my favorite bison line was, um, oh, what's it, what's that shit? Oh, he's talking to Sagat, and Sagat says, um, he says to Sagat, how about instead of paying you, when I rule the country, you can have, like, part of it, like, you know, um, and Sagat says, you know, we'll see what's left of the country when you rule it, for now, show me the color of your money, and bison brings out a beef briefcase of he brings out a beefcase the beefcase is standing next to him and his name is Zangief Zangief might be my favorite part of the movie second favorite behind Bison um he brings out a briefcase of money that are Bison dollars <laughs> Sagat's like what the fuck and Bison's like once I kidnap the queen of England they'll be worth five British pounds apiece. <laughs>
2: <laughs> incredible.
1: Like, oh yeah. This is plan this is my plan right now. Next week I've got another plan to get another fifty billion, and then the next month I've got another plan to kidnap the Queen of England. Jean-Claude Van Damme is in this movie. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Jean-Claude Van Damme? I've never seen Jean-Claude Van Damme in a movie. I Me think either. he's quite car- quite charming. Quite carp. He swims. <laughs> he swims. He doesn't swim in this I movie. think he's quite charming in this film. I have no other thoughts on his character. Guile? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did a flash kick twice. He did two flash kicks. In a row. In a row. Um, <laughs> just like in real Street Fighter. <laughs> just like in Street Fighter when somebody tries to approach you and you have a flash <laughs> kick. I would simply not come rush in on Guile <laughs> when he has a flash kick. Um... Uh, I like Jean Claude Van Damme ca- Guile better than I have ever liked Guile in Street Fighter. They should give Guile in Street Fighter a Jean Claude Van Damme outfit. I'm sure that's there, right? Uh, it maybe, but probably in like four, right? Like probably in four and not five or something, you know. Uh, which four is a bogus game as far as costumes go because you can't even look at the costumes you want to wear until you're in game hmm. <sighs> Street is pretty fun we Street should Fighter's play good. Street Fighter again yeah we should play Street Fighter I've been like kind of off the fighting game stuff just because like work's been like exhausting and I've been watching Dragon Ball Z the thing is the fighting game our fighting game infatuation got me to buy Dragon Ball Fighters which is a game I find bewildering we were watching a Marvel 3 tournament and I was like, I don't right. The uh, Marvel lives, Marvel three lives, yeah. That which was happening recently. Um, and, and we could I talk about that. We could. I I've just felt overwhelmed by. On the on the one hand, um, um, those games are hype as hell. Like fighters and Marvel, hype as hell. I think they're rad games, and on the other. I don't have any idea how to even begin learning one of them. I have only ever played Street Fighter, where you have two men, and they stand on opposite sides of the screen and throw fireballs at each other until one of you jumps in. You know? (laughs) Like, I do not know how to even remotely approach a game like Fighters in a way that I could maybe approach a game like Guilty Gear. But anyway fighters led me to getting in just watching a shit ton of dragon ball z and i've been very tired from working uh working in a coffee shop during a pandemic and so i've just been watching a shit ton of dragon ball z which i've been tweeting about so i can't i don't have anything to say on the podcast that i haven't put in the tweets you know <laughs> mm-hmm. sorry for rambling but uh movie was good movie was good um saturday maybe we'll do a stream yeah yeah i'm off saturday are you yeah okay cool uh it was last saturday when you're hearing this because we're not going to upload this before episode 109 of export audio tomorrow yeah so you know uh hope you enjoyed us playing game yeah um what else? What else? Um, I think sh- my favorite joke from Street Fighter, the movie, is when the car is barreling down the street, and they're looking <laughs> at it, and then they look back at the TV screen, which shows it coming, and Zangie says, Quick, change the channel! <laughs> I really like Zangie. Okay, so the weird thing about Bison in this movie is that he is a, a an amalgamation of like Ho Chi Minh... And Mao and Stalin, like all as one person, um, and like that's just kind of a weird thing because, like, you know, the movie is betraying an ideology about blah blah blah. I don't, I don't actually care about the politics of Street Fighter. They're self evident and not that interesting. The thing I that think I, it's interesting to compare the politics of Street Fighter and Street Fighter the movie. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I think, um, Street Fighter the movie, uh demonstrates a very common like worldview of the 90s i think this is just like this is seemingly how people just actually think thought the world was in the 90s which is bizarre but this is what every cultural artifact of the 90s is like and so i just assume this is what people believed was true (laughs) you know (laughs) um anyway that specifically not that like people thought that like you know Colonels went in and did martial arts against Ho Chi Minh <laughs> uh yeah, nothing like that just that, like people think that like um you know that when when American forces are abroad, they are doing something good, yes, and that like some like leaders of like um uprisings in um quote unquote Third world countries, um, like, are exactly the types of monsters that the American media describes them as. Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, but that's not. I, who cares about that part? That's not. There's an, a part where he does a Hadouken, Kind of. He does a damn <laughs> The That Hadoken is really pitiful, and I was very disappointed. I think it works for the setting that the movie establishes. I. Uh, Okay, I have a thought about this, but before I get to that thought, I just want to say that I bring all the politics stuff up mostly because that stuff is good enough texture that putting the character Zangief, who is just a true believer in the bad guy, is fucking amazing. (laughs) Because everybody else around Bison, like DJ, his other right hand guy, and he's got Dalsim, who's like, doesn't even want to work for him. Like, everybody else around Bison. Is not a true believer, but putting the one guy, Zangief, there, who's just like, no, I'm really about this shit. <laughs> is you am- got me paid? Is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he is so flabbergasted when he finds out that Vice has been paying DJ. <laughs> like, Gief Gif wasn't getting a paycheck. He was just here for the love of the game. And I love that and about that him. In that game? Huh? Street Fighter 2 <laughs> That game Super Turbo <laughs> That game Hyper Fighting <laughs> Um Oh I So my one c- c- Complaint about this movie Um Oh yeah What? The punches and kicks Yeah My complaint with this Kung Fu movie <laughs> it's think, Not really think, a Kung Fu movie I think it's a martial arts movie It is not very good yeah. Um, I, The punches and kicks are just very poorly shot and edited. And, like, the few times... There are, like, two times where they actually show, like, actor throws punch and actor connects punch. And both of those times are, like, you know, you can't really see the actor's face. And so it's clearly a stunt double. And I feel like Jean-Claude Van Damme is, like, a, you know, does his own martial arts type actor... But even he, like, is just... I think the the issue here is that this isn't... This is a martial arts franchise, and this is not a martial arts movie. Yeah. Because this is just an action movie with... This movie is, like, eight different genres in a good way. This is an action movie with the set dressing of a martial arts movie. Mm -hmm. But then it's like... Ryu and Vega don't actually get to fight Uh when they square off in the ring. Yeah. And, like, Chun-Li doesn't actually fight T-Hawk and Kami. Mm -hmm. She just does a fighting stance to spook them and then runs away. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um. There was, there was, there was one... Oh! I guess the thing... If I was going to make a Street Fighter movie, right, uh-huh. I think it would be very similar to this movie. It's... You would have, like, little IV bags that said DNA mutagen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Blanca's in this movie. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Ryu and Ken, barely in this movie, I must say. But every scene they're in is great. <laughs> they. You... What if there were two Han Solos? What if there were two Han Solos in the movie? But not... Harrison Ford Han Solo. Yeah. What if you had two solo Han Solos? <laughs> and one of them had a little bit more morals than the other. Just a little what bit. If, what if you had a Harrison Ford Han Solo and a, and a Solo Han Solo? What's his name? Uh, Red Auerbach. Uh, Vigo Mortensen. No. Uh, Ansel Elgort. That's my actual guess is that it's Ansel Elgort. No. Gort. I don't think so. That's that's the Ansel Elgort was the name that I was trying to get at the whole time. Alden Ehrenreich. I'm gonna count that as a (laughs) a W in my column. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Um. What the fuck was I talking about before we talked? Ryu and Ken, or sorry, Ryu Ryu, Ryu and Ken. Ryu and Ken. (laughs) There's one time, there's one time that Guile, I think, calls him Ryu, and it's bewildering because <laughs> no one else has called him that in the whole movie. Um, You get a Hadouken and you get a Shoryuken. I, the, the Shoryuken was better. Oh, okay, so if I was going to make a Street Fighter movie, it would be very similar to this movie. But the thing that I would change is that I would kind of fundamentally believe in the way that Dragon Ball does, that martial arts are superior to guns. And I would take that as, like, like, the law of, you know, this movie. Because, um... The thing that I think sucks is that, um... Like, there are huge gunfights in this movie, and I think that, like, if you just were like... Nah man, nah. Fuck them guns. Like, we're we're doing this with our fists, and that wasn't an absurd proposition. Every time it happens, I think this movie would be way better. That's my only thing. Otherwise, this movie is incredible. I wish this movie got a sequel. Uh How many? What Street Fighter the movie? What year was that? You tell me. nineteen ninety? I'm going with ninety five. I'm going to put it right smack. 94. Damn it. I I wish that this got a sequel six years later. Mmm. Because in the aftermath of The Matrix, a Street Fighter movie would have been really interesting. Yeah. I think that is what maybe the King of Fighters movie is. Okay. Is like early, early 2000s. Maybe we should watch the King of Fighters movie. Maybe we should watch Mortal Kombat first. Mortal Kombat's a great movie. I have seen Mortal Kombat. It has perhaps been a decade. Um, Okay, so here's something that is maybe too embarrassing to say on the podcast. Oh, sorry. King of Fighters is 2010. Whew. Uh, It still looks like a Matrix ripoff, though. Oh. (sighs) So here's something that is really embarrassing and maybe I shouldn't talk about on the podcast, but I will. Which is, I first saw um, the... Mortal Kombat movie because Anthony Birch used to do a podcast for Destructoid, uh, where him and some friends would talk about video games, and they started just doing episodes where they would do commentary tracks for video game movies. And the first movie they did was Mortal Kombat, which is how I watched Mortal Kombat the movie for the first time, is watching along with this Anthony Birch podcast, which is once again so embarrassing. I don't even want to say it on the podcast, but I have. Uh, I also remember, I remember they did the Double Dragon movie, and they spent most of the Double Dragon commentary track complaining about how it was not as good as the Mortal Kombat commentary track. They were just like, they got like 20 minutes in and the movie was kind of boring and just spent like an hour spiraling about how. This is the same year as Street Fighter the movie. This is also 94. Wild. This, it's so weird that people hate on video game movies in the way that they do when Street Fighter came out in 1994. People don't have taste. Yeah, like... I guess it kind of... When I think about video game movies, I think about the, the way that in the early 2000s to late 2000s, I guess. I guess just the 2000s. But, like, the criti- criticism I always heard about video game movies was that they were inaccurate mm-hmm. and bad... But mostly inaccurate. And that, like, I feel like Uwe Boll is the reason yeah, that that gets extended to all video game movies. And also the fact that none of them are, like, big popular movies. Like, none of them are doing, like, Iron Man numbers. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, you know... I don't think Street Fighter the movie is like at the center of pop culture, you know, in 1994. I don't think it was huge, and I don't think it was respectable. I maybe I'm wrong. I think a lot of this is about gamers having a chip on their shoulder about how video games aren't respected. Yeah, um, this is like I feel like this is the same people who complain about like oh, in Big Bang Theory they say they're playing Mario, but it's an Xbox controller. Yeah. And it, and the audio is Pong. Mm-hmm. Um I have one of those that does actually drive me insane. One of my friends sent me a clip one time of um um a Big Bang Theory clip where they were talking about like you 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 took my Nintendo sixty four memory card and I'm like that the Nintendo sixty four didn't have memory cards. Did you see this? Uh, Ready Player Two thing that I sent to the to you through Xbox uh, Audio was it the uh trans stuff? It was the Team Four Stars Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series. What? I'm gonna. Can I read this out loud? for the Yeah, podcast? yeah. Please, by all means, you can be the one to bring this to the ears of the people. Okay, okay. Can you give me the context? Like, what's this tweet? No idea. Uh, the tweet says, wow, Ready Player Two seriously has something for everyone. Really digging the detail in this one. Is this book out? Yeah. I assume it has to be. Yeah. Okay. I assume this is real. I'm not fact-checking this because it's I, indistinguishable from parody. I read the first book. I listened to the first book, which was narrated by Will Wheaton. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I forgot about that. I, I listened... The Ready with Player One audiobook was one of the first audiobooks I listened to. It's narrated by Will Wheaton, and there is a line in the book about how um, Will Wheaton has been the president of the internet for 20 years or yeah. something. Uh-huh. And Will Wheaton just reads that and no sells it. And honestly, it's the worst part that he doesn't react to it. I feel like he should giggle there. You can't if you're doing an audiobook. You have to. (laughs) I feel like if you're Will Wheaton and someone makes a joke about you being the president of the internet, you have every right to laugh in the audiobook. Anyway, I will now read this excerpt from Runny Player 2. Perhaps you haven't heard, Anorak said, but the rules matter very little to me. As Seto Kaiba said in the first episode of Team Four Stars Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series, "Screw the rules, I have money." This elicited a ch- chuckle from me. Anarak may have been an Anarak may have been an infallible machine, but clearly his coder wasn't. Actually, I replied in a perfect recreation of Tristan Taylor's Season One, uh Barney and Jason voice. Oh, I should, I should. Actually, what? no, no. What's a Tristan line? Give I me know what line. you mean. My voice is pretty crazy, too. True. I, know, I know what you mean. Actually, it would be a more accurate to call the series Little Karibos Yu-Gi-Oh!, the abridged series. I feel like this is a different thing you're doing. I Yeah, I don't have it. I don't have it. What character is that? Is that the baby from Family Guy? Is that what you're doing? I have no idea. I feel like you're doing the baby do, from Family Guy. I don't do voices. I don't do voices. Oh, uh, well. I Maybe I, I think I can do a Merrick. Can I do a You can try. Uh, what's a mirror, Give me a mirror, Bacora! Bacora! <laughs> no, no, I don't have it. You, Yeah. I told myself for years I wanted to be a voice actor, so I, I like, tried to do that. Me Voices. and Bacora, we will okay, have... Okay, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that on the podcast. We're not doing that not on the podcast, even. <laughs> You
2: shut that shit down so Yeah,
1: I'm fast. not... That's too... It's, that's cringe. <laughs> I was cringing. <laughs> uh, so here we have a slate of movies provided by Google. Mm-hmm, related mm-hmm. to Google searches for Double Dragon and Street Fighter The Legend of Chun-Li, which we will probably watch at some point. Double Dragon, Street Fighter, Super Mario Brothers, Mortal Kombat. Super and I Mario should... Bros. movie is not good. I know, like... People say it's good. I I think people enjoy that movie. I didn't get any... Like, I didn't even get any, like... I think this is a fake idea, but, like, I didn't get any so bad it's good out of Mario Brothers, the movie. I just thought it was not very good. (laughs) I haven't seen it since I was 15. There's two Mortal Kombat movies. I haven't seen Annihilation. I've seen Mortal Kombat. Okay, so here's the thing. um, Is that I had a phase where I got pretty into martial arts movies. And by pretty into, I mean, I watched every Bruce Lee movie. I watched a handful of Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan movies. I almost said Jackie Chan because I was thinking about Dragon Ball for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, And that's about it. So the thing about those Bruce Lee movies is that I own them on DVD, and there was a time where... I, still, like, I need to be listening to a podcast to fall asleep. I used to watch movies to fall asleep because I would just need sound. And so I've seen every Bruce Lee movie like a hundred times because I would just play it and set like a 30-minute timer and it would pause at the end of the 30 minutes and the TV would shut off. Um, and then I would just pick it back up the next day. So I've seen every Bruce Lee movie like a, a zillion times. I have here... A Wikipedia yeah. page called list of films based on video games okay and I'm only going to concern myself with the first part of this list which is Hollywood live action um so we're not gonna see Japanese live action movies based on video games yeah I feel like the Japanese section is where you're gonna get like actually good movie and maybe but uh, stuff that we would have never seen yeah stuff that we would have never seen and maybe not like good podcast fodder <laughs> you know We've got, start. Uh, the first one on the list is Super Mario Brothers in 1993. Double Dragon is the second video game movie, according to this. Then Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Wing Commander. Never heard of that. I, people like that one, I think. Is that the one where they use sonar in space? That, that might, or is that the one with the, they have the lion people in, in that one, right? I don't know. We have Lara Croft Tomb Raider in 2001. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, no, no thoughts head empty about that. We have a DVD of that. We can watch it anytime. Uh, Resident Evil, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. I don't remember there being a second one of these, but there was. There's... I I think I knew that, that there was a second one of those. Our friends like the Lara Croft games. A couple of them, not like the new ones, but like our, a couple of our friends like the old Lara Croft games, and I don't know. If Fucking anything about them. Um, Uh, House of the Dead? Is that... That's Uwe But what is House of the Dead as a franchise? It's an arcade shooter. Oh, right, because I've played Typing of the Dead. Yeah, I've played both Typing of the Dead games. You don't know how to suffer like G did. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I have beaten both Typing of the Dead games. I have played House of the Dead or one of those many times at a movie theater. I guess... Sometimes friends of mine say that I'm very fast at typing, and I'm like, "No, no, I just type normal." I guess I have beaten two typing games on hard mode. I don't know if that's like an actual indicator of being fast at typing, but I you do. You like can like also type games. without looking. So yeah, uh, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Alone in the Dark, another Uva Bowl. Right? Is that a survival horror franchise as a, as video games? <sighs> I think that's like a PS One survival horror. Yeah, it's, yeah. Eh, I don't know that it's horror. I think it's like spooky. Like, look, It's at that. definitely spooky. Is this... That's not... That's what that game looks like. That's not what that game looks That's like. That's what that game looks like, I promise you. That's what this game looks That's like? That's what the game looks like. This looks like fucking Monkey Island. Uh, anyway. Doom featuring The Rock? No. No. And also, uh, Aomer. I don't, And J- Judge Dredd as okay. the main hero. Uh, Blood Rain. We will be watching that. Okay. That's uh, on my list.
0: Video, Silent... uh,
1: wait, when did this become a video game movie podcast project? No, I just... I want to watch Blood Rain. Okay. I want to play Blood Rain. Okay, you're just mean... saying you're just saying that we are married. I'm and... saying I'm pulling the wife card, and you're <laughs> going to watch Blood Rain with me. Okay, that's fair. Silent Hill, great movie. Is it? Yeah. I don't know anything really about cool. that movie. I know Pyramid Head's in it. I don't even yeah. know what he looks like. Pyramid Head becomes a Pokemon in the second one. Mm. DoA Dead or Alive. There's a Postal movie. Don't read ahead. We can't read this whole list.
0: <laughs>
1: there's more than you think, but not that many. I always forget there's a Far Cry movie, and then every time I remember it, I'm like, "All right, there's a Far Cry movie." There's a Far Cry and a Max Payne movie. That Max Payne movie sounds pretty bad. I know Jackson and M watched that. Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li. Uh, there's a second Silent Hill movie. Forgot about that. Yeah, Tekken. Remember the Warcraft movie? No. Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time. I saw that in the theater. On a date. Um, Resident Evil Afterlife, Retribution, Silent Hill Revelation, Need for Speed. Right, is that that's the one that has Breaking Bad? Oh, right. Do you? Okay, okay. Sorry to just keep bringing up like old Jackson M content, but do you know about? I've heard of. Okay, this, yes, yes. I'm very interested in this Tekken movie. Let me tell listeners what I'm talking about, just so that listeners know. There is an old uh, handful of YouTube videos of Jackson... No. Of M playing Burnout Paradise while Jackson reads the novelization of Need for Speed out loud. Um... No, I think it's the other way around. I think Jackson's playing Burnout Paradise and M is reading aloud the novelization of the Need for Speed movie. I can't tell which way around. I don't remember because both activities sound like Jackson activities to Exactly. Do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was trying to remember. I was like, "Well, oh, no, it's more Jackson to play Burnout Paradise. No, it's more Jackson to even think about reading. Yeah. <laughs> um i'm just very fascinated by the idea of a tekken movie i don't know i don't know anything about Te- a- ask me anything about tekken who's your favorite tekken character oh uh, that bear there's a bear in that game right i think his name is bear is his name bear it's kuma right oh, that's bear i don't fucking know uh Krass, write in and let us know uh speaking of Crass, i do have questions if we want questions uh, i'm not done with the list okay as you can see uh, hitman agent 47 yeah not to be confused did with they make the, two of those yeah there was an okay, yeah. there was an earlier hitman movie in 2007 this one was from 2015 why is there such a big gap is it too is it's it a, a, reboot? Reboot. It's a reboot okay this one is 2015 this is post hmm. new hitman uh, can you read me um maybe not what's the second column here with the dollars uh the third column Worldwide box office. Worldwide box office. Can you read me the worldwide box office on uh, Hitman, Agent 47? 82 million. Can you read me the uh, box office on Warcraft? 439 (laughs) million. (laughs) That's all. Uh, Original Hitman, 2007, 101 million. Oh, you know what you should do? I have a guess about what's going to win this, Um, but you should scroll up to the top here, Uh and you should sort this column by box office. Okay. Uh, uh Warcraft number 1. I thought Detective Pikachu had the edge. Detective Pikachu is 6 million behind. Very close. Now can you um sort this by Rotten Tomatoes uh score here for me? Alone in the Dark <laughs> and 1% is the worst. What's the I'm going to guess Detective Pikachu. Right? I'm going to guess Detective Pikachu. Oh okay uh, we, we got to scroll, scroll past the, the unreleased because we have Monster Hunter, Uncharted, Resident Evil, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, untitled Borderlands film, untitled Crossfire film, untitled Detective Pikachu. See all these 5 Nights at Freddy's? Of course they're making a 5 Nights at Freddy's movie. Coming from Blumhouse Productions. Oh yeah, that's how you would get to make that. Okay. Gears of War just cause just dance, Mega Man. Oh, Med- Mega Man Netflix? Um, I don't remember this. Untitled Metal Gear Solid. Uh, I feel like they should have made a Five Nights at Freddy's movie three years ago. Detective Pikachu was the number one entry here that actually has a Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, For some follow- reason, Tekken, Far Cry, and Dead Trigger don't have Rotten Tomatoes scores. Followed by Sonic the Hedgehog, which I feel like is damning. Um, because Sonic the Hedgehog is both a movie I liked a lot and also terrible. And well, also <laughs> the most conservative bullshit I've ever seen. Detective, could... Detective Pikachu is the top at 68%. Yeah. None of these are getting 90s. I know. I don't think that's I, what... I feel much more the, on... the really damning thing is that Rampage is is the third one. Ooh. Wait, no. That's not the Uwe Bowl Rampage. That is about, like, a mass shooter. This is the one with... Uh... Sorry, this is Dwayne Johnson. This is not The Rock oh yeah of course um but he's positioned right there next to this giant ape it's, right it's i've seen that. The arcade I, I, not that i have not seen this but i'm aware of this um i've definitely told i was not high when i saw detective pikachu but i definitely did go see detective pikachu stare at pokemon for an hour and a half and then just like not i don't it's, it's amazing, because everybody talks about how ableist that movie is, and when I think about it, they're right, but I didn't process anything because I was just looking at Pokemon. It's a very charming movie. I was just staring at Pokemon. I don't remember anything about it. Um, whereas I do remember Sonic the Hedgehog, um, and how it is like a both a vile and evil conservative movie, and also... I I had a good time watching the movie with my wife. I don't. (laughs) What do you think the number, the highest Rotten Tomatoes of on this list that is under twenty percent is? So, like, what what movie do I think is sitting at nineteen percent? Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Max Payne. Doom, okay, that tracks. Yeah, oh, Assassin's Creed right below it at eighteen. <laughs> Max Payne at, at 16. sixteen. Yeah, uh, okay, I feel good about that. Feel yeah. g- I, I f- you know, I feel good about that. Uh, blood Rain at four percent. Okay, fourth- Hollywood animated ones. Also, weirdly, Spirits Within is under Hollywood and not Japanese productions. Um, well, Columbia Pictures is listed as the distributor. Okay. Ratchet and Clank, oh, right, there's two Angry Birds movies. Also, I forgot that Angry Birds is a video game. Huh. Straight up, could not remember that. It's... Hmm. I think later on, there's another list that has v- movies based on the concept of video games, and that list will include Tron and Wreck-It Ralph. Mm-hmm. Um... I know we didn't. We said we weren't gonna look at the Japanese movies, but like obviously all the Pokemon movies. Those are the first ones here. Fate's Day Night, King's Glave, everyone's favorite. Yeah, everybody loves that. There is a live action Super Mario Bros. Japanese film? No. No. Okay, I misunderstood that. The live action Japanese movies are things like there's a Yakuza. There's that movie. Ace Attorney movie. That, that Ace Attorney movie is really good. I assumed, I guess, I had no reason to believe this, but I guess I just assumed when that Ace Attorney movie came out, I was like, oh, I guess lots of Japanese video games get Japanese live-action films, and that doesn't seem to be true, glancing at this list. I didn't know there was a Fatal Frame movie. Um, I'm going to use the restroom real quick. Okay. I'm back. <sighs> uh yeah. Should... I, that was content. That was content. I provided content. You did. Uh how. Did you was... know that there are two other Blood Rain movies? I did not know that. They are called Blood Rain 2, Deliverance, and Blood Rain, the Third Reich. Um can we do questions? I'm kind of tired. Yeah, sure. I thought you were going to react to the fact that one of the blood rain involves her fighting Nazis. Sorry, what? (laughs) The third one is called Blood Rain, the Third Reich. No! (laughs) What? I totally did not, like, even, (laughs) like... Like I, I was not back in... in I'm, I'm kind of tired, and so like I was m- taking a minute to get back into like the groove of podcasting. And so you said that, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And, like, and you said it a second time, I was like, that's fake. <laughs> There's no way that movie's called Blood Rain, the Third Reich. I think Uwe Boll directs all three Blood Rain movies. Yes, that is true. Oh, I look at his face. <sighs> he looks like the guy we watched fry a turkey this morning. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Carl I, Engel. <laughs> hey. If you f- deep fry your turkey, you're a fucking monster. Put that shit in the oven. What are you doing? <laughs> you are risking, like, the lives of your family for bad turkey. You're not even making good turkey. What are you fucking doing? Assholes. All of you. I hate you, deep fryers of turkey. Put that shit in the oven. Ugh. <laughs> anyway. anyway, I'm probably gonna find out that that was problematic of me to say or something. Anyway, whatever. Who fucking cares? Um. Oh well, I don't know that you're the person I want to here talk make a movie about. Auschwitz the same year you made Blood Rain the Third Reich Whew. Did I I feel like it, it looks like it cut My finger somehow anyway Anyway you, you cooked all day so Questions Um I'm just gonna go In the order that they're appearing on my screen here From Crass Pants you know Crass No Phantom of the podcast They should um, probably shut the fuck up though who in the DBZ crew would be the best coworker? Who would be the worst? Who loves the Stormlight Archives and who loves Elantris? Napa likes Elantris. Napa likes Elantris. <laughs> Napa not in the DBZ crew. I would say. <laughs> I would. Mean, I don't think he's part of the squad. <laughs> I didn't. I watched more of Dragon Ball the Bridge series than I watched of Dragon Ball. Just by, like, plot density. Anyway. Although, no, I I had the first three orange boxes and Bardock, because I was like, that's what Dragon Ball should have just been, is just Bardock and then the story of up to Frieza, and then also, like, Dragon Ball and GT on either side. But, like, the Z story should have just ended after Frieza. You don't need more than that. When I was, like, 14. Okay, but I feel like if you're going to be one of those, like... Dragon Ball should have ended sooner, people. You should be a Dragon Ball should have ended after uh, Cell person. I've never seen Cell. You've never seen Cell? No. This shit's good. That shit's way better than Frieza. (laughs) I just liked Frieza because it provided an arc from, like, Raditz through Frieza. That is not... No... No.
0: Yeah, kind
1: of. No, no. You have just subsumed the Saiyan Saga into the Frieza Saga. Yes, because they were working for Frieza. That is not the Frieza Saga. No, no. There's the Saiyan Saga that begins with Raditz arriving on Earth and ends with Goku defeating Vegeta and sending that shit packing. I know that in the moment it is a different arc, but also... They are working for Frieza, so it provides a whole story. Yeah, okay. From Raditz showing up on Frieza's orders to Goku fighting Frieza. Yes. Because that leads to that, yes. and they're related, and they cause each other. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. But you can't call that the Frieza saga. I didn't. I thought you did. I literally didn't say okay, that. Okay, well, I thought you did.
2: I I said it forms
1: forms a story. Okay, well I just misunderstood what you were saying and I apologize. I love you. you. I I love love you too. I'm on the podcast. (laughs) Alright, TN is definitely the guy who likes Stormlight Archives, right? TN is definitely just I don't know TN. TN feels to me like... You know how long it's been since I watched Dragon Ball? How long? Eight years? Yeah. Sounds about right. Tien does a tr- triangle. He does do a triangle. He's got a Pokemon. Though he does it against um Cell's second form one time, even though he knows it's futile, and that shit's good. Um anyway. Uh Worst coworker, Vegeta. Easily uh, Goku. What? You'd show up and like the fucking fax machine is torn in half. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I couldn't figure it out, so I just hit it. That's what Bulma does. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you're right, <laughs> Goku would be the worst. Vegeta would do his job. Vegeta would be a little overzealous, but he would do his job. As long as it aligned with his intentions. Yes. Um, Which it would, because Vegeta would not get a job if getting a job did not align with his intentions. <laughs> <laughs> Best coworker would probably be... would probably be Tien, because... The quality I want most in a coworker is that I don't notice you and you leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> and I don't notice Tien. <laughs> I mean, I... Maybe that should be, like, I Yajirobe. Like, Maybe that's a better option. I'm the guy... I, I'm not a guy. I'm the person what? who... I started to say I'm the guy who oh. blah blah blah. I thought you, you were not. saying that Yajirobe wasn't a guy. No. um, I'm, I'm the person that wants to make friends at work. Yeah. So... That is just not I do not want to be friends with TN. That you guy want, seems awful. You want boo. Yeah, I want boo. Give me boo. You want like Gohan. Yeah, I want I want Gohan. Like I want Gohan if we're talking about the strictest definition of Assistant like Assistant Manager Piccolo. Grocery store AU. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's work it out. Store director. Okay. Store director Chi Gita? Chi Chi? Store director Bulma, okay, yeah. Um, uh, Roshi is the guy who owns the company, but doesn't yes. actually work there. Does n- shows up, <laughs> shows up sometimes, buys his wine or whatever. Yeah. Um, assistant store manager. Assistant store manager Ast- Piccolo. Assistant, assistant manager Piccolo. Yeah. Um, Chi Chi is the manager. It, it, so. In the grocery store AU, the whole show is centered around one grocery store. And Chi-Chi is the manager at, like, the other store in town. Okay. You know? Like, she's part of your district, but she's not working at your store. Does um, so that mean Krillin? Can what? Is that... So, so this store, mm-hmm. the manager is... Bulma, I thought we just said. Oh. No no no. Boma Boma is like the district manager. Boma is managing every store in the St. Louis area. Um Yamcha's the Union Rep. Yamcha is the Union rep. <laughs> um. Who's Deli? Choutsu. <laughs> okay. I would well on the other hand, Krillin, because he can cut anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, frozen. Uh, frozen. Um, is that Vegeta? Cooler. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Vegeta's in charge of the frozen food section. Uh, yeah, because it would be very funny to see him taking frozen foods very seriously, like him being like, "No, Kakarot, I must do blah blah blah. <laughs> you can't put the tags on the shelf directly. They'll get uh." Get Freezer like, burn. No, the the tags they'll uh, stiffen and they'll get brittle and they'll you can't peel them back off. Oh, okay. I never thought about that. Well, I think about it a lot. <laughs> um, grocery, grocery. I mean, that's Goku, right? Like that's Go- yeah yeah. Or Goku's like like front end, like in charge of the cashiers. Uh, nope. Goku. Goku's in grocery and. Goten is in is in a cashier role mm. and Goten is the protagonist of Right, okay. Goten and Trunks are the protagonists they're, of their cashiers. Yeah. Okay. Well, Goten no, Trunks is a cashier and Goten is a bagger. Okay. Um, <laughs> non-foods. Um it's like the couple of aisles between frozen and Right, yeah. right. I'm trying to think of like Who would even have any knowledge about shampoo in Dragon Ball Z? (laughs) Piccolo. Yeah, it would be Piccolo. I think think it would be really funny. How many (laughs) different roles have we put Piccolo in at this point? Just one for real. Okay. We didn't... Assistant manager Piccolo is is strong, though. Yeah, assistant manager Piccolo is strong. I mean, Dende. You know, putting Dende in... Is that the red and purple devil guy? No, Dende is the... um, Like Kid Namekian. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's actually an answer. Dende's gathering carts from the parking lot. Yeah, that is what Dende is up (laughs) to. He's just flying around. (laughs) Um, So, non-foods. Who in Dragon Ball Z shaves? Because these are all clean-shaven motherfuckers, but I feel like none of them actually grow facial hair. I guess Yamcha is what I would guess. Right, that's not a good Napa? answer. We no, have Nappa. No, Raditz? Oh, Raditz, but not Nappa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we it... need to, we need to see who's in the pharmacy too. Freeze is in the pharmacy. I just can't stop thinking about Nappa in a lab coat now. Okay. (laughs) You're right. Nappa is in pharmacy. You're absolutely right. Well, okay. Nappa is like... Frieza is the pharmacist. Yes. And Nappa is one of the people who works in the Mm -hmm. pharmacy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Nappa and that other guy, the alien that mocks Vegeta when he first shows back up. That guy. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I know that guy. A fish face guy? Yeah, the fish face guy. Um, and we need seafood, and we need bakery. Um... And produce. Did we ever figure out non-foods? Did we settle on rabbits? Yeah, rabbits. Okay. Uh, bakery, seafood... Um, and produce. Produce. Uh, shit, I'm running out of ideas. Seafood is that pig? Yeah. That would be funny. Bakery is You have to like look over the counter at him because he's so small. <laughs> I don't know his name. Uh Oolong. Oolong. Bakery is. What if Bakery is Bulma's dad? Bulma's dad? Uh Briefs. Bulma Dad. Dr. Brief. Yeah. Look at that guy. Yeah, sure. I he's a eat. baker. You can also be a pharmacy tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the less fun answer. Uh, but... oh, I forgot about Tarble. Click on Tarble for me. <sighs> Tarble. You ever think about Tarble? So, I know uh, more than you do. <laughs> yeah, you would be the type of person what to think about Tarble. Up. Vegeta Tarble. Vegetable. Oh, I forgot about. I so I have saw I saw a little bit of Dragon Ball when I was a kid. Um but not very much, and so I've totally forgotten about Baba. Hey, who is Baba? You. Oh. You're Baba. I am Baba. Baba is me. Baba is you. Wow. Um. Sorry, I'm going to stop hitting the table with my telephone. If you're listening to this podcast and you have any sort of opinion about this, you have free reign to email the podcast or post about it in the Discord. Should I read Dragon Ball or should I watch Dragon Ball? Not Z. I'm watching Z, that's what I'm gonna do, but if you have a strong feeling about whether you like Dragon Ball, like, the Kid Goku years, better animated or, like, reading, let me know. Uh, That OP is pretty good. I also really want to watch GT. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll watch GT. I really want to watch GT, but I think I need to know Dragon Ball a little better, because I think that that they were trying to do with dragon ball is to bring the two styles together i don't know that they were successful in any way shape or form it sounds like probably not but is Tarble the produce no Tarble doesn't work here oh <laughs> Tarble shows up for two episodes he's a new cashier and then he gets anxious and quits and never <laughs> comes back into the show gohan do, um, have we put Gohan somewhere? No. Uh, Gohan definitely works in produce then. Okay, because I can see him in an apron. Yeah, and then we just need seafood. Just like, we put oolong there. No, we put oolong at. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Then. Is that it? I think that's everything. Bakery. Produce. That's our grocery store AU for Dragon Ball Z. I th- I hope we answered your question, Grass. I hope uh, we didn't.
0: <laughs>
1: Mark. Next asks, question. Mark asks. Uh, this was two days ago. Mark asks, "What should I get at the grocery store tomorrow?" Uh, what you I- know. <laughs> you know what you got at the grocery store yesterday. <laughs> That makes it sound insidious. <laughs> you know what you got at the grocery Other store. Other groceries. <laughs> Chain bomb pointing at the board that says weed? Weed! Weed! Um, <laughs> Can I have a chip? I... When I went to the grocery store on Wednesday, which was a terrible idea, by the way. Yeah wretched idea i wouldn't have gone if i didn't have to either (laughs) uh but when i went cranberries were on sale for just two dollars for 12 ounces and that was one of the best purchases i've made all year cranberry sauce is now going to be a staple of the blake household that shit's easy and it costs like two dollars and 50 cents to make because it's two dollars for cranberries I guess you buy an orange, and then we just put some shit in there. Like, we had some red wine, so I put red wine in it. If we didn't have red wine. I don't like when the skins get stuck to the roof of my mouth. Okay. Because beans do that, too. Okay. And it drives me nuts. Okay. The flavor is very good. I would like it in a pie. Yeah? This is very pie energy. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, What's the question? Um, Kim asks, who in DBZ has the best casual fits? Who would, ha- who would have the best casual fits if they were shown on screen? And what's the best soda flavor to steal from work? I think Raditz only wears tracksuits when he's not in armor. <laughs> uh, I mean, the answer for best casual fits is boring, because it's Vegeta. Because it's very funny every time he's in a casual fit, because he's Vegeta. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what's the best soda flavor to steal from work? Dr. Pepper uh i like an orange soda if i was gonna steal soda from work if i was gonna steal a soda i guess i would get a soda that i don't usually get you know so like maybe i would get like you know uh those haritas have um like some some like flavors you haven't tried before like there was that Mm -hmm. guava one we got one time i would steal a guava soda i maybe wouldn't pay for guava soda because what if i don't like it you know sure i can't steal soda from my work it would be really impressive if you did. It would be very impressive. Um, you'd be stealing just from like somebody else's front lunch or something. Regs asked who's hotter, Vegeta or Char? Char. 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 This is not a question. Curly asked, "Hey, let me let me just cut d- the debate off at the pass here. I don't think Toriyama can draw a hot person." I would agree with that. I, I, I like adult, like like, adult Gohan. Mm-hmm. I I think he's I think he's got a look about him. Uh, I just don't think that Toriyama's style is conducive to a, being attractive for me. I mean, so. like eighteen is, but the the whole thing about eighteen is that like it's Toriyama just drawing a normal looking person. Android eighteen is like turf bangs. Yeah. She wants to see the manager. Like She does. But yeah. Next question. uh, From Curly. People are asking this question in different words, so I'll spell it out. Badman or Postboy? I had to look up Postboy because I forgot about Postboy for a minute. Postboy rules. It's Badman. Um, the answer is Badman. Yeah, it's got to be Badman. Nothing wrong with Postboy. No disrespect to Postboy. But Batman, it's the classic. I popped when that shirt showed up. I was like, because the whole thing, I feel like they knew, or at least in Kai, they knew. Maybe in original Dragon Ball Z, they just have him show up in the Batman shirt and it's whatever, but in Kai, they like tease you because they're like, oh, Vegeta's wearing a pink shirt. Oh, it has some writing on the back, but you can only see the last two letters. What could the shirt possibly say? And then they finally, after like showing you the shirt a bunch of times, they finally give you... The, they let you see, bad man. It is so good. It's so good. Also, like he wears the bad man shirt at like arguably the best part of the whole goddamn show, which is Future Trunks showing up. Future Trunks is pretty cool. Future Trunks is great. Um uh Juo asks uh there is there a character with uh, is there a character with an introduction scene that's more sick than trunks? No. Uh trunks shows up and kills cyber Frieza right? Yeah. Like immediately. Like just fucking bodies that dude. Uh character intro. Well, you know, in Phantom Menace, when Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are first introduced, and, like, they're hanging out waiting to do some some tax negotiations, that's pretty... that's pretty cool. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of any character introductions. Yeah. So, yeah. I just um, suddenly had a... Drew a dri- blank. Uh, but, like, the Trunks one is very good. Um... Uh, he also asks uh, Autumn, "How do you feel about Kieran Gillen as a comic writer?" Uh, I haven't read much Gillen comics. I'm I'm gonna say this as quietly as I possibly can. I'm gonna get just get real close to the mic. I'd probably read more Kieran Gillen comics if they weren't drawn by Jamie McKelvey. I don't like Jamie McKelvey's style. It just too powerfully evokes for me like web comics in a bad way. Um what if they were stick figures? No. Not that bad way. In a different <laughs> bad way. Hold on now. <laughs> what do you mean bad? Anyway. Um he also asks, who's your anti-pantheon of comic book writers? I I no disrespect, I don't want to answer this question because it just feels like meaner than I want to be right now. And also, like, yeah, fuck Nick Spencer. Like, he's in my anti-pantheon of guys. I think a, an anti pantheon. Is counter to the idea of the pantheon of guys, and I don't want to. I don't want to like open this Pandora's box. I feel like it is. A mm. pan- I feel like that is not a concept that we need to introduce to the pantheon of guys. There are basketball player like Gordon Hayward. If the anti, I thought you were gonna say Gordon Freeman. My brain just <laughs> auto corrected. I was like, oh yeah, Gordon Freeman. If there was such a thing as an as an anti pantheon, like Gordon Hayward would be in it, but I just don't think that's fun. And so. again. You said Gordon, I was like, yeah, Gordon Freeman. That's it. I, that- I think I said Gordon Freeman that time. No, you didn't. I, okay, I it thought was... you messed me up when I said Gordon Freeman. <laughs> now you said it. Yes, because I meant to say it that time. Anyway, <laughs> Tron asks, "Would a Saiyan make a good mobile suit pilot?" No. I'm sure there's a Saiyan who like Gohan would. I j- I feel. That um, the idea of Saiyans is antithetical to the idea of Gundam. I don't know. Don't look at me. Yeah. Um, and They should ja- try it and find out. Jackson asks the real shit, which is just that... Because I have been re-listening to uh, Great Gundam Project from the start, which all of you should also do. That first season is great, and the second season is only better, and I'm excited because there's a lot of st- there's a lot of stuff that I haven't heard because um, I, for a long time, was only going to listen to episodes of the podcast if I'd seen the anime, and I have just discarded that rule. I'm going to listen to episodes of the podcast even when I haven't seen the associated anime. I'll try to catch up on the anime as I'm able. It's not a big deal. So I just started from the start again uh, so that I could just... Li- I wouldn't have to figure out, oh, I left off Gundam, G Gundam at like episode 12 or something. Whatever. Started from the start. It's a great podcast. People should listen to it. You already know that. Jackson asks, though, um, how much cooler are they now than they were in 2017? Do you have any opinions about this, Nora? Were we friends with Jackson in 2017? Were you and I friends in 2017? Yes. Yes. We knew each other. Yes, because I we started the podcast in 2018. Yeah, we started the podcast in early 2018. We would have met in early 2017 at the earliest, maybe late yes. 2016. Cause... We would have met in that like space right, bef- right after you started to transition, right before I did. When I was a waypoint mod, right. Um, so I didn't really know Jack. I if I knew Jackson at this time, it was only. As this person gets retweeted for a lot of good shit posts on my timeline, but I don't know <laughs> that I'm following them. There was a time where I did not follow Jackson because, like, I see them get retweeted every single day, and I feel like I should follow them, but I just don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you ever think about how Tarble is married? What? Yeah, this is his wife. She's an alien. Anyway, um, I was just thinking about it. The the most uh, maddening thing about early GGP is the way that uh, Jackson and M are leftists, but not communists. And that is now, you know, now they're just communists in 2020. So, yeah, Joe is better. Or people better. I, ah, words. Um, Jackson knows me more now, so they are inherently cooler. Yeah. Your simple calculus. The 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 Jackson Nora friendship is the most powerful friendship. Yeah, like it's... two philosophers striding through the hall. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like me and Jackson hanging out is like Anakin and Obi Wan in the turbo lift <laughs> before they before they see Padme. <laughs> You fell into that nest of gun dogs, master, and I rescued you.
2: <laughs> or,
1: no, that part, that line is from. I've mixed up two lines. Whatever. They knew. Or maybe I didn't. I they knew what it. you meant. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. That's the last question. As far as I know. Unless I missed something. Wasn't there one from Hunter? Uh, I don't see... Oh, there was one! I scrolled right past it. Yeah, Sorry. that's why I was looking at you during oh. that beat after Curly's, and I was like, are you gonna... Sorry, Hunter. I just scrolled right past. <laughs> how many Gundams would it take to beat Goku? Right! This is just... A, because I saw this the other day, and I was like, this is the best question that we got. Sorry to everybody else, but this is the best question we got. How many mobile suits... How many Gundams does it take to beat Goku? You don't beat Goku. I think he... I think you don't he, beat Goku. That is not on the table. But like, what if you could beat Goku with like? You can't beat Goku. What if you had like? A, <laughs> what if you had like a thousand Gundams? He up? would get stronger and beat them. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if you had like ten thousand Gundams? He would find a new Super Saiyan form or a new technique, or he would just make friends with Amuro. Do, would Goku and Amuro become friends? Would X and Goku become friends? Yes. <laughs> In an, with enough time? Yes. <laughs> there is there is a really good moment at the start of the Android Saga where um, uh, Krillin says to Bulma, we need to team up with Vegeta because I still don't like him. I still don't trust him. But it's been so long that I guess Piccolo is just our friend now so hopefully it'll work again. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Tien and Yamcha are in the room as he's saying this who have been on their side for so long that everybody forgot they were not always on their side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Goku can make friends with anyone. Except Luffy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. fuck luffy i just know that that's his deal too right is that he makes friends with everyone yeah, i i have no idea he's got a huge mate weird direction you've taken the he podcast stretches. <laughs> i know is that really weird yes no it's fine <laughs> i'm sleepy Next question. We're now we're out of questions for real. Thank you for pointing out Hunter's question to me. I would have felt very bad because that was a good question. I think... Sorry for no-selling the concept, but you just... You don't beat Goku. You can't beat the dredge. They're pure energy. I will say, I was throwing out, like, what if you brought out 10,000 Gundams? I think Nora's right. I think Nora's right here. Now, what I want to know is, of the Gundam pilots you know, Gundam pilots, not... Backup Gundam pilots, Gundam pilots, not mobile suit pilots. Which is, would be the first to befriend Goku, and which would be the last to befriend Goku? Of the ones that you, give have me, seen give so me far. the category one more time. We got Amro, we got Camille, we got Judo. Okay, okay. we got. Okay, we, we, I don't. I'm not counting Char. Okay, you could argue. Okay, that the Sazabi is a Gundam. Uh, the sa. So, I don't know if the Sazabi is a Gundam. But the Hiyakushiki is. The Hiyakushiki is canonically a Gundam, I okay, think. then we can include Char. Yeah. And we can also include... Uh, Uso. Yeah. I'm sure there was an interlude thing that you don't... You don't neither of us care about. Seabook. Yeah. Seabook uh, is the first to befriend... <laughs> <me>. No... Mm. <laughs> That motherfucker dumb as shit. (laughs) But he also hates fighting. I think that Seabook... I think that Seabook could reach a place where he's like, No. Like, I respect fighting when it's valuable. Or something. Hmm. I haven't read enough of Crossbone. Yeah. Not that that's Seabook, of course. Different guy. It's a different guy. What's his name? Kincaid Kincaid uh. Kincaid now, okay, uh I do want to ask why do we call it the Gundam fandom and not the gunfam? <laughs> GunFam is definitely a reality TV show that started airing after the success of Duck Dynasty. Do you want to know how many episodes of Duck Dynasty I've seen? How many? I'd like to know two, because it's too many. (laughs) It's more than three. It's probably more than six. Because when I was living with my stepdad, we would watch that, or he would put it on the tv before church i remember when duck dynasty came out a, a friend of mine was really into it and i was asking him like what is it and he's like well it's just a show about like guys who hunt ducks is that what they do they hunt ducks and they also make duck calls and sell duck calls and they sell other like supplies okay they, there's a grift okay obviously that's but what it's, i did... but it's also a family reality TV show... Right. ...thing. Right, and so I was asking, like, so... Is it a show about them hunting ducks? That seems really boring. He's like, no, it's a show about them being rich. And I was like... So, like, what do they do? He's like, well, mostly they're just rich, and they just do rich people things, and I just like watching that. Because they all have heavy accent, and they all have big beards, so it's funny when, like, they go to place that you've been but they look like this yeah they talk like this and they you know they act like this it's like oh it's funny when they like i don't know go to walmart right or whatever but also it's like this episode we're gonna follow the men as they go hunting and also another camera team is gonna follow the women as they cook and then by the time they're done cooking the other the guys will have gotten home with like the meat mm-hmm. and they can like get everything together to like make a meal together. And then, then we see them all around the table doing their prayer before their meal. Cause it's that kind of, right. You know, I just remember because I was in high school and we were sitting at the lunch table talking about this and it was literally like we spent the whole lunch break. Like I was trying to understand this because I was 15 and could not write like, I was like, what do you like about the show? And, my friend was like, they're rich. And I was like, okay, but like, what do they do on the TV show that you enjoy? They do rich people things. <laughs> and I did not understand that. And now I do, unfortunately. Yeah. Now I unfortunately do understand the allure of like, well, I'm not rich, but I will just go watch other people be rich. Yeah. I'm going to watch Cy, like, test drive a fancy car. Right. With his, like, accent. And it it's funny because you don't expect... Somebody like this to be driving a fancy car. Right. Uh, yeah. We also used to watch that show about the family with 20 kids. John and Kate plus eight? No. No idea then. 19 and counting? Yeah, 19 and counting. Is that it? Because they, na- they renamed the show a couple times yeah. because <laughs> they would have more kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. Y'all gotta learn about protection, shit. No, not if it's making them money. It started out as 17 kids and counting. It ran for seven years until 2015. Statistically, some of those kids, like, are gay now, right? Uh, and also one of them is a child abuser. Uh, I'm just remembering from reading the last paragraph of this Wikipedia page. Uh, So that's why that show got canceled. Right. I do remember this. I remember this. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. It has a... It has a spinoff. It has a spinoff that started airing after... Yeah. The other one got canceled for having that guy involved. Yeah. Oh well. Is that ongoing? Uh, Exclusive moi. There's 96 episodes of the spinoff. It is <laughs> ongoing. Yes. It's ongoing. Wow. Okay. The the money doesn't stop. No. Anyway, sorry to end the podcast on a bummer note. <laughs> I'm sleepy. I worked 5:30 to noon today hey um if you went to get coffee at a coffee shop that is you know internationally well known we'll say um i hate you i hate (laughs) you and i want you to die (laughs) there are of course many customers at store that i love but um the, the thing that happened to me today is that, like, at one point, a group of 20 people walked in the store, and all of them started putting on their masks as they were opening the door, you know? Some of them walking through the door and then starting to put on their masks. All of them went and stood outside and, like, like, stood, like, right next- as close as you and I, Nora, are, like, right now, mm-hmm. not wearing masks outside, and- I'm just gonna spend the next week terrified that they gave me Rona. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, that's fun. Thanks. I hate those people. Yeah. That's all. I feel like we should find a more positive note to end the podcast on. Do we have uh, more bison lines we want to talk about? Only the one where he's like, what's wrong? You came here expecting to fight a man and instead you found a god? god. He <laughs> keeps going on about his godhood uh you was- keep your god in fact this might be a good time to pray to him especially in that like last fight scene between him and jean-claude Van Damme. uh raul julia's eyes start going ballistic like he's just like got like his eyes are like as big as my entire head and he's like looking all around Looking like a weirdo. It's great. It's just good. Um, you're showing me a picture of a fleshlight with cranberry sauce in it. <laughs> um, there's a comment here that says, can I warm it up a little first, like 15 seconds in the microwave. I hate this. Is this what we wanted from uh, uh lifting the mood? Yes, this is exactly what we needed. Thank you for just browsing Twitter. Uh, this is a great post from Jackson, though. The picture of the philosophers from Metal Gear Solid Three, and it says, "This is how guys who were on something awful back in the day see themselves." Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. I'm gonna probably answer it, but who knows? I could throw a wild ball at you. Would it be good if I let's play the Metal Gear Solid games? Like, would that be enjoyable? I don't know. Does your controller have an H button? What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Drew Scanlon always called the square button the H button. Why? Uh, he doesn't know? I don't remember this. I watched those, but I watched those like my freshman year of college, yeah. so he he always did it, especially in the first game. He just kept saying the H button. Why? I don't know. It's a square. <laughs> It doesn't even look like an H.
2: Couldn't tell you
1: anyway. Uh, I feel like if I was gonna play the, if I feel like if I was gonna let's play the Metal Gear Solid games, I would need to do it with you, right? Probably, but that's a it's a huge. That is a huge undertaking, far greater in scope than anything we can do. How about instead you do a let's play of Metal Gear? Like oh, like the MSX game. Yeah. That's probably your best bet. Like, I'm, I'm not going to start off by saying, oh, I'm going to do a Let's Play of Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with Assassin's Creed because it's a simple game. Yeah. That's fair. Small game. Like, 17 hours most. Assassin's Creed is a great game. Assassin's Creed 2 is a great game. That's also true. It's too bad they never made another one. They made two more really good games after that. And then another pretty good game after that. And then I stopped paying attention. I bought Unity when it came out. I never played more than, like, 40 minutes of it. Is that that the um, Four Swords one? Yeah. Okay. That's the Dead Space 2. Okay. Three. Two? No, three. Three. Yeah. That's the Lost Planet one. I also want to do a Let's Play of the Dead Space trilogy. I think that would be a fun. That would be really good. I think, like, Assassin's Creed, Dead Space, and maybe, like... Maybe Mirror's Edge would be like a nice that's a that's a that's a mood that's a that's a era that's like a snapshot. Do you need if you're going to if you're going to do a LP of this is something that we need to confront at some point. This <laughs> is buying a capture card? No, if you're going to do an LP of Dead Space, do you need to like open the first episode with like, "Hey, you know, warren ellis involved in the making of this game warren ellis monster person we do this every time we do this every time we talk about bread dead space i almost said every time we talk about (laughs) bread bread space bread space thank you for sponsoring this podcast i have no idea what you're talking about did somebody write dead space Yes. We there do. There was a writer? We do this every time I every time we talk about Dead Space, I'm like We oh. don't talk about Dead Space that often, We honey. talk about Dead Space pretty often. You and I are always thinking about Dead Space. <laughs> it's really good it's video really game. It's really good. I don't I don't I feel I like I mean, I didn't I didn't start off my Assassin's Creed let's play by talking about the Ubisoft stuff that went on this year. Yeah. So Okay. I maybe I shouldn't just trust people to know about that stuff, but there's not a not evil video game to play. Yeah, what Warren Ellis was one of the writers. Uh, yeah, there's not a not evil game to play. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't just know. don't know. I, I, I think I don't want to set the precedent of having to air out the laundry of every game we play on the channel, though. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Yeah, that's fair because because one, I don't want to do that because it makes it more work. Yeah. For editing the the video. And also, I just, I don't know. There's laundry we don't know about. You yeah. know, you like, can't have perfect knowledge of the production of every game. Yeah, I'm not going to, like, boot up Four Swords Adventures and just pretend, Oh, this game was made under perfect circumstances by happy employees who got to see their families every day. Right. Like, I don't know that. Like, yeah. yeah. Um... And that just makes it very obvious the ones that you don't... I guess maybe like this is on my mind because I feel like this is something that we need to talk about if Castle when Castlevania comes back. Yeah. Like this is something that we do we'll need acknowledge to acknowledge that. Yeah. Well yeah. I'll still probably enjoy the cartoon about the vampire. Yeah. I will probably enjoy it more if um Warren Ellis is gone. But you yeah. Yeah. That'll it'll make it easier to enjoy, certainly. Yeah. But Castlevania is has never been synonymous with warren ellis to me because i've been into castlevania most of my life and Mm -hmm. so this one part of it being involved with this one to my knowledge terrible person is not going to really alter the fact that castlevania is just a thing that means a lot to me in general Hmm. um like warren ellis doesn't get to own castlevania yeah and i understand if that's People's first exposure to Castlevania was was the cartoon, and if they have a really strong fondness for that cartoon, I also have a really strong fondness for it. It's great. One person doesn't get to own a piece of media. Yeah, and you know, I'll happily acknowledge all of the terrible things that Warren Ellis has, has been like accused of recently, and not so recently. I guess that was like a year ago. But no, it was this year. It was this year. It was this year. Jesus. But, like, also, he doesn't own that. He doesn't even own his version of it. Mm-hmm. Because hundreds of people work on this stuff. So yeah. I just, yeah. I you know, I'm not saying we should never talk about, you know, I'm not saying keep politics out of video games or anything. I'm just, like, if there's no actual, like, benefit to it, hmm. then, like, I don't... We're, like, if hypothetically, we're going to talk about all this stuff and then we're still going to cover castlevania season four anyway because we like castlevania a lot yes and like do you think okay here's a question you think they're ever gonna make a season as good as season two because i i don't know i don't know i like season three i want season four to be good but i feel like i'm chasing a high now with that show that it's (laughs) not going to give me because my tastes have changed ever so slightly probably that's probably how a lot of these streaming shows work yeah um i don't know we'll see we'll see i will happily watch more uh castlevania you know the witcher has henry cavill in it yeah and that's also a show that i liked on on netflix so um i used to hang out with people on the internet who had really strong feelings about what the best season of How I Met Your Mother was. And now I cannot imagine the person who has seen so much How I Met Your Mother that they have an opinion about what the best season is. I mean, a, a person who's really into How I Met Your Mother might say the same thing about, I can't believe you would watch so many episodes of people getting in robots to fight that you would have, like, a preferred season. I'm better than those people. <laughs> oh, oh, right, <laughs> I see. I'm uh, sorry, if if you like How I Met Your Mother more than Mobile Suit Gundam, I'm better than you. I forgot the part where your tastes are objectively superior to other yes! people's <laughs> I forgot about that, I'm yes. sorry. Thank you podcast um, is over now the podcast is over now yeah unless you had something i but i mostly brought the because we went we went down and then we came back up and then i brought up warren ellis we went back down again and so i had to just like, i don't give a shit about warren ellis i don't I know i don't know anything about warren ellis i just wanted to end it on a joke i just i don't know i, I ended on a joke which is me being better than people who like how i met your mother that's it that's not really a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Nor are we people playing you online. You know where to find me online. You're listening to my podcast. People can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. If you have not, um... This is not a thing that, like, is super set in stone, uh, as we're still trying to feel it out, but generally the new thing on the Patreon, exportodd.io, patreon.com slash exportaudio, whatever you prefer, um... Generally, the new thing is going to be that whenever we finish editing episodes, they're going to go on the Patreon. And whenever, um, like, the next, like, whenever Friday happens next. So if I finish editing Thursday night, it'll go up Thursday night on the Patreon, Friday morning for the public feed. If I finish editing Monday, it'll go Monday in the Patreon, Friday in the um, public feed. That's gonna be kind of the new thing. There's gonna be probably some like snags and some like rocky moments uh, because newbie being a weekly podcast and also like us putting out <coughs> episode of episode two of newbie late. Um, like, there's some snags.
2: I mean, we're back nine. on track
1: now. We're back on track now, thanks to you. Like, the, entirely thanks to you, and I really appreciate like you getting us back on track. As I've just been unable to this week. Um, Also, you might notice that um, next week you won't see an Ars Arcanum in the future. Yes, yes. Uh, Because of the holiday, we are taking a skip week on Ars Arcanum. It'll come back. It's supposed to come out on December 1st. It's going to come out on December 8th. Just because the holiday. We got busy. Yeah, it's not that we're out here celebrating holidays instead of making content for you. It's just that we're at our day jobs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have to go. I have to record a podcast tonight, and then I'm going to go to work in the morning on Black Friday. So, yeah. Hopefully, that's I'm fine. also. I don't imagine most people are buying groceries on Black Friday, so hopefully, it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know. Maybe there will be a run on shampoo. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Anyway, that does it. Thank you so much for listening. This was a much longer podcast. I thought this was going to be a 45-minute podcast. Well, you were a fool. I was. Just straight up and down a fool. Uh, Until next time. Keep it Flamio. No. I was going to try to think of something else, but... I feel like Keep It Flamio is now just like... Our cross to bear. No, we had to explain Rubio. I over, I overheard that because when you were recording newbie, I was just kind of like relaxing in the next room. That's right, Em and Curly. Autumn was relaxing in the next room over while we were just working so hard over the hot mic. <laughs> I was, I watched an episode of Kon. Kaon's great, by the way. Um. I was just chilling and I did uh, I did listen to a lot of what you said on the podcast and tried to infer what Em and Curly said from it. Um, and so yeah, I did hear you explaining Keep It Flameo to them. You're just shaking your head at me. Listen to the Newbie episodes, they're good. Yeah, Newbie's great. It's the only Ruby podcast. It's the only Ruby podcast. Bye.